Welcome to Smart Habits for Translators, a podcast for translators by translators, bringing you simple strategies to build better habits and improve your business and lifestyle. We're your hosts, Madalena sanchez Ampalo and Veronica de Michelis. Like you, we are professional translators striving to balance the challenges that come with building a career and maintaining clarity and boundaries between work and personal life. Welcome to Smart Habits for Translators. This is episode 87, our last episode of 2023. I can't believe how fast this year has gone by. It seems like we we were just planning these episodes for this year, not that long ago. And we had a lot of guests this year, in fact. It's been interesting. Do fewer episodes in the year, but we have more guests this year, I think, than in previous times. And now here we are getting ready for the winter holidays, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, and wrapping up 2023. So yeah, it's exciting end of the year, kind of the topic for today. I'm excited to share in just a minute as well. But before we get started, we also wanted to share some news with everybody who listens to our podcast. This will be our second to last episode of the podcast. Veronica and I have decided together and very happily, (laughs) there's nothing (laughs) negative, but we've decided to wrap up the Smart Habits for Translators podcast. After four years of working on it, we decided we both don't have the bandwidth that we used to. Well, maybe we never had it really. (laughs) I don't know that we ever did. But we just really realized toward the end of this year that we have less bandwidth than ever. We just can't put in the time and effort into it that we would like to and be able to produce episodes that we feel good about that are, you know, rich in content and still have time to take care of all the moving parts that come with the podcast. Yeah, it's really bittersweet because it's been a fantastic outlet for both of us. And I've really enjoyed working on the podcast with you, but felt like the time has come and that we we're kind of like walking the talk. We've been talking all this time about work-life clarity and realizing when like you're in a different phase of life, both professionally and personally. And I think we both hit that moment when it was clear that we need to scale back on some of the things we're doing. And yeah. The podcast is a part of that equation, but we're really proud of what we have achieved in four years. And hopefully the content will stay evergreen for quite a while. So the podcast will still be available. You can still listen to the episodes on all the platforms on our website. We'll keep the website up and running so you can access that content, but we won't be producing new episodes after the January one. Yeah. So probably no new episodes or emails after January, 2024, but you know, it's been a nice time together. And it's funny because we've always been on the same page about the podcast. It seems like went through changes. We were always kind of both, it just made sense for us. And I think this makes sense for us both right now too. So all good. No negative stuff here. No drama. (laughs) We're not, we're not, yeah, no, we're not those people, but we are excited to see, you know, what else comes up in the podcast world for translators and interpreters. And there are a lot of good podcasts already. So we'll be happy to help raise those numbers as well and listening stats for our colleagues, because I think there's still a lot to be shared and said, and we're excited to see what comes next. But thank you all for listening and also for all your feedback and community and friendship over the years doing the podcast. We've actually met a lot of really cool colleagues this way, which has been a wonderful perk that we didn't really think about when we started it. So 
So with that, we wanted to round out 2023 with a discussion on habits, of course, of all things. <laughs> but this is actually an episode, I feel like we've wanted to do this for a long time, but we just never got around to it. And we wanted to share our thoughts on some smart habits for forming habits, but mostly based on the book that I think by now most people have heard of, which is James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. And the title is Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones. It continues to be a really good reference book, I think, on habits. And I think we thought about this book when we first started the podcast too. And we really agreed with a lot of the things that James Clear writes about. And I don't know, do you follow him on social media too, Veronica? I don't follow him on social media, but I recently discovered that he recorded a masterclass for my favorite Oh. platform, the masterclass that I've been talking about several times and with you, both with you and on the podcast. So I've been a masterclass subscriber for a few years now, but recently I discovered he just added a masterclass on atomic habits and I just blew through this whole course. It was so good. It's such a great compliment to like the book itself. And in the masterclass, he offers some like different examples and different perspectives to illustrate the things he talks about in the book. So that's about the only extent of like me following him online. Okay. I ask because I don't follow him right now. I'm not sure why. I just never thought to, but I do see people post about him quite a bit on social media and like some little, you know, blurbs from his books and stuff like that. But Oh, you know, every year I say I'm going to do masterclass and every year I'm like, oh, I'm kind of busy, but maybe this is the year. This is, yeah, make <laughs> this that is this the year. year. Yeah, yeah. I love it. And the good thing is that you can both watch the videos and you can listen to the audio, kind of like a podcast type thing. And he's really good about making them short, like, you know, again, walking the talk. He wants to make it very practical. So all the tips he's sharing are in this quick several minute long videos and he gives you like a little assignment at the end that walks you through the whole process. I'm going to do it. And also I think it's on sale, right? Yeah. Masterclass. We should provide a link to that. If you've never heard of it, Masterclass is like an online platform that has like short classes on various topics. And actually lately I've seen a lot on topics I'm very interested in. Some of them are from celebrities, many of them are, and others not, but really good stuff. And I think they do a sale now at the end of the yeah. year. It's like two for the price of one. But yeah, I'm glad you said that. Okay. Yeah. So back to the concepts of atomic habits. I think one thing for me that's been very helpful in thinking of smart habits and, you know, not just with, related to the podcast, but habits in general in my life are one of the things that he mentions about making small changes. And we've talked about that as well before, kind of like, you know, just take a step, you know, one step and then leads to the other and something, you know, like start small. Can't expect to create a new habit overnight, right? And he talks about compound interest, which I thought was interesting because compound interest is like a financial concept, but, you know, you can compound your small habits and lead to big an, a big impact as well. And I really like that whole concept because sometimes, I don't know, when you're working on something new, a new habit or a healthier habit, it feels sometimes like, oh, this feels like a chore or it's not a habit yet, right? It's not a part of your regular day. It can feel like more work, but then over time, those small habits add up. And one thing that I really like to think about is that you're kind of delaying gratification, right? So you're investing in the time it takes to do something or whatever it is that your new habit takes and just delaying the gratification of it, knowing that you're not going to see the result right away, but you will benefit from the result 
hopefully soon. Yeah, that's a really powerful tip and approach to to live by because we often overthink and maybe plan for a much bigger step than is feasible. And that in itself can lead to quote unquote failure to start and maintain habits. So like the smallest doable thing you can you can do is really that first step that you can start with. And I really like when he talks about, I can't remember if he talks about it in the book or in that course that I just watched. <laughs> he said something along the lines of every time you perform that small action that, you know, you said forming this habit, this is the five or 10 minute action I'm going to do every day. Every time you do it, it's like you're voting for the person you want to become. It's like you're casting that vote, like, yes, I'm going to become that person. I'm going to become that person. And that kind of voting analogy that he shared, I thought was a really interesting and powerful visualization. Yeah. I mean, I read that book so long ago, but I agree with you completely. And I also think that Another concept in addition to voting is like making a deposit. Like if you think about a bank account, you make small deposits and it adds up to a larger sum over time. And I think that that's a good point. And the concept that you just mentioned reminds me also of when you do the things related to, you know, the person you want to become, you actually are that person right? It's an identity you're taking on. And so I like his thoughts on identity and starting with, I mean, you could look at this from various perspectives, right? You know, there's the author, what's his name that talks about knowing your why? Simon Sinek, I think is Mm -hmm. his name, right? Yeah. And then just looking at things from perspective of what kind of person do you want to be? What is it about them? Like, how do you identify that person? Why are they, you know, this person you want to be? Like, what is it about them that you find either intriguing or, you know, special or different or something to shoot for, admirable? And then what kind of steps do you need to take to, or form habits you need to form to get there? And I like that. I think that the identity piece is key. I think it was somebody I heard recently saying like, oh, I've never been a runner before or something like that, or never been such and such an athlete. And then they started doing a little bit every day and they realized, well, I am you know, that I am a runner, I am now athletic or whatever the case may be, because I've started doing it. It's not that I have to achieve something spectacular to have this identity. Exactly. And that identity piece is also so powerful, I think, because again, we're taking on the identity of this ideal person we want to become. But the the key to success here, as I've heard him say, is not thinking, I'm trying to start running in the morning, for example, or I'm trying to quit smoking, but to think as if it's already happened. Like I'm the kind of person that runs in the morning, or I'm the kind of person that doesn't smoke, or I'm the kind of person that spends 10 minutes writing when I sit down at my desk. By twisting it in this positive way and taking on this identity, you are already on on a good path to establishing this habit and maintaining it. Well, and then it leads to other habits, right? Because I'm the kind of person who, you know, does such and such. If it's like a healthy, I mean, obviously we don't want to pick up bad habits, but, you know, it's a healthier lifestyle, but it's one piece of it. Sometimes that leads to other healthier habits, right? I'm the kind of person who runs in the morning could lead to better eating habits, better sleeping habits, and lots of other things that are related to health that are not that initial habit that you want to form. And I think that that's pretty powerful. And that's another sort of compounding effect. Yeah, absolutely. I think another very famous quote of his is to focus on the system, not the goal. 
And he gives so many examples of why it's important and how it works at different levels, be it in, in professional sports teams or in business. The way he puts it, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. I think it's such so true. a good reminder <laughs> of why we all sometimes can feel like we're failing at living up to the goals that we set for ourselves because it's really all about the system. Like, do we have a system? in place to to reach that goal is the first question you should ask yourself. And then he also talks about failure, you know, as you walk that path towards establishing and maintaining your habit, inevitably, we're all human. Sometimes we fail at making it happen. You know, maybe there's a day where you don't feel like writing or you're sick or you, you know, something else comes up. And then the natural thing for many people is to feel like, oh, I'm a failure. I can't, I can't maintain this habit. I should just start over again next week. <laughs> His approach is to, you know, let yourself be okay with that failure and then not do it again the day after, like the next day, then you will sit down and do this five or 10 minute sprint, trying to implement that habit you're on track to achieve. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because one thing that sometimes stops me in the middle of trying to form a habit is if I can't do it at the same time every day, you know, because I feel like, oh, I've already missed that window of time. And then you realize, no, it just, it's just taking the time to do something in that direction. Like if you don't have the full amount of time, I don't know, to do a strength workout or something, can you do 10 minutes? I mean, that's better than nothing, right? You're still going to be stronger than if you hadn't done it or when you started. And then you really haven't missed a day. You've just abbreviated it, but, you know, just finding little ways to, I guess, go easy on yourself, but also work toward a goal, I think is important because all of us can sort of get into that mentality that, well, if I can't fully complete the task, then it's not worth doing. I, I fall into that category. I'm totally that person who will be like, well, maybe tomorrow or everybody who says, I'll start eating healthy on Monday or in the new year, right? It's like, no, I don't know. That doesn't seem to really go with forming a proper habit, but we try to trick ourselves into these different things. And I think changing how we do that and maybe tricking ourselves the other way into saying, well, what about just a few minutes of such and such or whatever the habit is, I don't know. I think that's so true. You know, if you're a perfectionist, then you do think that way, like it has to be perfect, you know, otherwise I have failed. But it's really all about just showing up no matter how long or how like perfect that attempt is. It's all about the action of actually doing it. Right. He talks about habit stacking in this book as well, I believe. And I really like that concept. I feel like that works very well for certain habits in general. But there are some where I find habit stacking to be a little bit harder. I think the stacking part of it is where we can start to lose our path a little bit, like saying, well, if X doesn't happen, then Y can't occur. You know what I mean? And so like I was trying to do some reading during lunchtime and then I realized some days I work not through lunch, but I end up having a later lunch. And then I realize, oh, I don't really have time to sit down and read for, you know, whatever, 30 minutes, I don't know. But really it's looking at what you're doing and still trying to be flexible enough to make your new habits stick. I, I agree. It's also not something that works for me all the time. I do like find that it's successful approach of habit stacking in certain situations, but sometimes it just feels too cumbersome or maybe it's, I haven't found the right 
habit to kind of stack stack it with yeah yeah Yeah. exactly like for me one habit that I picked up this year since we moved which I really enjoyed is I walk every day for about 45 minutes at least and it's been very very cold lately but like I look forward to it every day and the minute my daughter goes to school I'm like getting ready and I'm going to take my walk so my husband takes her to school I mean it's a two-minute walk from our house so there's not much to it but I do my walk before I start work and it has become one of the best habits honestly and like really does help me to set the day ahead but I was thinking about this the other day and I thought what other habits do I want to try to start working on and where can I fit them into my day what about you do you have anything that you've been working on Yeah. I mean, this year, I feel like I've gotten much better at walking as well. Well, I have two dogs and they do need their walks. So (laughs) right after I drop the kids off at school, I take the dogs and we go on a walk. And then after lunch again, I take them out and I have finally succeeded at walking both of them at the same time, which was a a journey (laughs) between an older (laughs) dog and a puppy. (laughs) But they're, they're able to go on a walk together now, which is really nice. And it's nice because it's really become a habit for me right after I drop the kids off at school and I after I have my lunch break to go on that walk with them. And I notice that they also- They expect it too. Expect it, yeah. They yeah. kind of tuned into that. So that's really cool. Yeah, and reading, I've, I think my reading habit has gotten much better this year. I've read so many more books already than last year. Oh, that's good. You know what? I was just looking at my reading list from this year. I don't know. Do you still track yours? I, I do, I still yes. I still t- use that app. Mm-hmm. And I have read this year 20 books. And I was trying to pass last year, which was 23 or 24. And I was like, oh man, there's only a few weeks left in here. <laughs> but it, truthfully, you can really like make progress on a habit or a goal just by doing a little bit every day. It makes such a difference. I mean, it sounds so obvious, right? But with anything, it's those little bits that add up. In the moment, they seem like they're adding up. But yeah, it does make a big difference. And so that's kind of something I've been thinking about too. Like, what can I work on that I've been wanting to do? And and how can I make progress on these things? So that's cool. It's funny how we always come back to exercise and reading. Yes, I know. It's the ones we enjoy the most, but they are really hard to fit into our day sometimes. Yeah, they are good for mental health. They really are. Yeah. Are you thinking about anything new for the new year? Or have you not set any I have yet? not set any goals yet, but I plan to use my my Christmas break to think about that and do some like reflection on that topic. Yeah, I do need to do that. That's cool. What about you? You know, I think some of mine are going to be related to business goals and habits, but I'm kind of still working out what those are. So we just did our last business retreat with our insiders group and I got down some goals, but now I need to put them into action steps and sort of a timeline. And then I think I'll be able to hash out some goals from that. So, you know, that might be a good tip. Look at what kind of goals you want and then think about the habits you need to form to meet those goals. And sometimes that's a good way to pick up or improve on habits that you already, or you maybe you once had and drop them. We all do that. <laughs> yeah. Get rid of habits that are not good. Yeah. Like, I know for me, one for sure would be not checking email on my phone <laughs> in the morning mm-hmm. and evening. Can I tell you one really good way to change that? Yes. Take it off your phone. Delete the app. Yeah, no, really. It it worked for me. Honestly, it was such a good mental like cleanse and release. And I did end up adding my email back this year for work stuff. 
And I noticed the other day I was checking it when I wasn't working or on a weekend. I'm like, what am I doing? I don't need to be doing this. And I thought maybe I need to take it off again for a while. But I did sort of improve when I do check it. And I don't check it before I actually sit down at my computer in the morning, which that is hard to do. So I'm kind of thinking maybe I'll take it off again, but I'm not sure yet. But yeah, so I think that will be something that I have to think through, like, or maybe, I don't know, can you block an app between certain times? I'm sure you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, you can. I know I've been using, a few times this year, I've been using this screen time setting on my phone. So you can do that. Well, those are some good tips and things to work on. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we can talk about this all day, but we'll have to wrap it up for today. And in our next episode, we'll talk about work-life clarity. That seemed like a good topic to kind of wrap up the podcast with because we started with it. And surely four years later, we have some new insights <laughs> on this topic. So we'll probably mention some more tips habit related at that time. That's a wrap for today's episode. And we'll talk to you again in 2024 for our last episode of the podcast. Podcast. And later this week, our email subscribers will receive a summary of this episode with all the links to the resources we mentioned today. And if you're not receiving our emails yet, you can sign up on our website, smarthabitsfortranslators.com. And if you liked this episode, we'd love it if you would do us a favor and share it with colleagues or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This only takes a minute and it helps other translators and interpreters find out about our podcast. So if you're not sure how to leave a review, you can check our show notes for a quick tutorial. Talk to you soon.